moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. her struggle similar to my struggle um, of identity finding who I am as she found who she is she'll support you in finding who you are if you desire to show yourself even more to the world and impact with your life experience many 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 others so maggie welcome to the moving to oneness show i'm happy you're here with me thank you so much for having me i am excited to be here yeah and you know everybody it's so funny i was honored to be on maggie's podcast she is very active as a podcast host and her podcast is called mind muscle and enlightenment and I love that because instead of the boring, <laughs> I mean, sorry, it's boring, but it's everyone uses the body, mind, spirit, uh, a metaphor. You have used it and uh, changed it around. And I think that is a good um, a symbol or even metaphor of how you look nowadays at life. But I know it wasn't always this way, right? You had uh, hits from both parents' life's journey that influenced you very strongly. And I would love for you to share a little bit more, really also how you crumbled a little bit within you, but then also how you put the pieces together in your style and came out as this beautiful shining Maggie that I see on Instagram and so many other beautiful images of you. So everyone open up your hearts for this story of Maggie. Thank you so much. And my journey, I would say really took off when I was 16 because that's when I lost my mom to breast cancer. And at that point, my dad had already been in jail for two years. So overnight, I had to step into this position of taking responsibility for myself, for my little brother, and he's five years younger than me. So he was 11 back then. And all of a sudden, I needed to start managing a lot of things. And at that point, I went down the path of eating disorders, depression, anxiety, and dealing with grief from losing my mom. And I just had no idea how to process any of this because it just hit all at once. 
And I would say that was probably the rock bottom moment in my life. And when you get to that point, you kind of start questioning a lot of things in your life because I was sitting there asking myself, why did all of this happen to me? Yeah. Why? And why is this so unfair that I lost my mom? I don't have my dad. And I was sitting in that position of pretty much playing the victim for a long time and saying, maybe if I was luckier, this wouldn't have happened to me. Or why can't my life look like my friends' lives? They're living their happy, healthy lives. And it wasn't until I started to get out of that victim mentality and saying that instead of seeing this as all of a burden and how unfair it is, what if I start becoming grateful for all of the things that are happening to me? Because now I get the opportunity to learn and I get the opportunity to become who I meant to be. So I then took on this journey of personal development, spiritual awakening, which was super painful, went through a lot of dark nights of the soul and ego deaths just over and over again. But now I'm at this point where I'm so grateful for all of the things that have ever happened to me. And I know that my soul signed up for this. I have this deep knowing just in my, in my soul right now that everything happened for a reason and everything happened exactly the way that they were supposed to happen in perfect divine timing to get me to where I am today. So I am beyond grateful. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, this is really beautiful that you are so quickly that you came so quickly to this point. But what really I'm interested also in, and I would love for you to share that because now you are out of it, right? You went through, you said this painful observance of yourself, of your life circumstances. And you mentioned yourself, you came out of victim mode, right? This also, this is the professional label we give it. But when you were in it, you didn't see yourself as a victim. So as a teenager, right? We anyway have the big question because we really have no belonging, I think nowadays, right, Maggie? Uh, where do we belong to? We as women don't have rituals as young women when we uh, start our... Uh, uh, menstruation, right? So that we are not being brought into womanhood nowadays, something is missing. And then to what society or what groups do we belong? And so if you lose then also your mother, and it's not that you just lost her with 16, you slowly had to take over probably also more responsibility as she got sick and 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 weaker. Also, you stood, you were very strong. You stood in for your mother to take care. So, so I'm let's guessing it took two years um, where your mother was not feeling so well. Your, your brother was then nine. I remember my son at <laughs> nine, right? They're wild. And I think then you with 14, that's the last thing you want to worry about. <laughs> that's when you're just finding out about your body. Yeah, and uh, you're showing yourself to the world. There's the other gender you're becoming interest. So I, I also want to really, really applaud you on your power 
on your also going with that and being present for your brother and then your mother in that time where your uh, uh, father was uh, in, in, in prison or had to be in prison while this was going on. So for sure, please really inhale these strengths I think that you carry and that is something that you're bringing forward uh, in your teachings, right? You're, you're a life coach, you also are a fitness coach. Um, so you, you, you help people with uh, a synchronization so they don't feel so bad as they go through because you're bringing your wisdom. Yeah, you're already a very wise woman. You have, you had it compiled. Yeah, normally in the 20s, you maybe become a mother, you know, all this goes on death. Maybe if you're, if it's early, you may be in the 30s, yeah, if losing your parent. So this is really, everything was abolished in a very small uh, time frame where you had to look at, at a whole life journey. So I find this really, really fascinating. And maybe that's why I love you <laughs> so much. That's what, what you radiate out now in, in, into the world. Please tell others a little bit more, give them a tip. What, if you can remember, what was it that drove you to still be also these strengths, even though you mentioned you had the depression, anxiety, you didn't eat well enough anymore to feed your body well? Mm, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I would say since I was 10, because my mom had breast cancer for six years. So mm -hmm. she had it when I was 10. And at this point, I was slowly starting to step up to, to this place of taking responsibility. So it was this gradual process of over six years. I was learning to do more and more until the point she passed away. And at that point, I really had to step up and take on everything. And this entire process for me in the past about four years, I had to look inward and look at who I really am without all of these events, without all of the things that I'm doing. Because a lot of the times when we even describe ourselves, right, I can say I'm a fitness coach, I'm a life coach, I'm a podcaster, but these are the things that I do. These are not who I am. So when we strip away all of these things, who am I really? I'm at the end of the day, I am just this soul behind all of this who is having this experience. So I think the big difference is instead of being that character in all of this game of life, if we can just pull ourselves out of that and be the observer of that. And when we're that neutral observer, we can then see how everything is happening in divine timing, how everything is happening for our highest good. And I know it's easier said than done because when you're stuck in the middle of that, and I wasn't always like this, when I was stuck in that dark night of the soul and ego deaths, I thought that my world was collapsing. And it seems that way because it is collapsing. Everything starts changing when you're going through that. And I... I can say now looking back, 
the advice that I would give to people who are going through that is realizing that the universe will never give you anything more than you can handle. It's always the exact right amount at the exact right time. There's nothing more or nothing less than you can handle. This is exactly what you need at this given moment. And you're exactly where you need to be. And a lot of the times when we're in the middle of it, we don't see the bigger picture. We don't see how things are going to turn out. And I would say if we just look at the past events that have happened in our lives. So maybe we look at the past and we see how things played out exactly how they were supposed to play out. And we always say hindsight is 2020. We see how all of these things were perfect. So what if we can apply how we feel about hindsight to foresight? I love that. And we look in the future and say, well, someday in the future, I'm going to look back and say, Everything happened exactly the way that is supposed to happen, and we can be grateful for that. So when we're in this moment, in this state of anxiety, stress, and feeling so much uncertainty about what's going to happen, if we can start showing gratitude for foresight, just like we show gratitude for hindsight, I think that makes such a big difference because you let go of the need to control. You let go of the need to even know what's going to happen because truly we don't know. And you just surrender into the process. You surrender in this moment because at the end of the day, everything is just this part of the experience. Mm. It's beautiful. You know, I I have... um... A similar saying, or let's say experience over <laughs> and over. So when I cry, I'm really sad. Uh, there was uh, several times in my life, a uh, periods because of circumstances where I felt lonesome, um, not seen, even though maybe I was out there and, and was doing beautiful things. But so when I was crying, noticed then even now and later, it, that I was happy. I was happy that I was crying. I I said, Oh, my God, I'm happy these tears are coming, uh, running down my cheek. I'm happy. I'm finally letting go and and going into that state and pulling out what I have stuck deep within that I had this experience where again, I got opened up even further. So it could come out. Yeah, because I'm really good in tightening (laughs) or was yeah. And that there was this joy within it, knowing it will get so much better because I'm crying right now. So that's a simple, a similar example to what you just shared with the listener. Yeah, I love crying. It releases so much when we cry. And I remember I used to not allow myself to cry because oh. I grew up thinking that it's not okay to cry. And I kept on just holding it together, thinking that I have to be strong for everyone and I can't show any of my weaknesses and I can't be vulnerable. So I didn't allow myself to cry and I was holding all of this in. But when we hold all this emotions in and emotions are just energy in motion. Mm -hmm. And when we hold all of this energy in our body, it builds up and one day, you know, out of nowhere, I would just lash out as somebody who didn't even deserve it. 
because I had all of that energy built up. But it's when I started to let go of my judgments of my emotions and just let the emotions flow freely because there's just energy at the end of the day and energy is meant to just flow. So I started letting that flow and I realized that every time I cried, I released more and more of that trauma and the heaviness that I was carrying along. And it feels good to cry. It's Mm -hmm. literally releasing that energy so that I can feel lighter. And I physically feel lighter after I cry because I've released all of that stuff that I'm carrying on my shoulders. So I think emotions are are beautiful and one of the most important parts of this human experience because as a human being we get to experience all of these emotions this entire spectrum and society has taught us to avoid certain emotions is not okay to cry is not okay to get angry you have to be happy and positive and and all of this all the time but we're neglecting a part of the human experience and we're labeling these emotions as good and bad. But when in in reality, they're just energy. Everything is just energy. And human beings like to put labels on different things. But if we just see all this as energy trying to flow freely through our body, then we embrace all of the emotions. We don't label it as good or bad. Yes, yes, I love that. I was thinking, do you, you know, this is probably also very culturally, where we, you know, by etiquette, in Europe, we, I don't know, started 500,000 uh, years ago, where uh, as a control, right, over others, it, etiquette was created. So don't cry, don't show emotion, don't even taste your food, don't move, <laughs> walk tight, sit tight. Yeah, always in a in a, in a way of 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 condensing, of 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 tightening, pulling your energy in, so that the the allowance of the this flow of this light flowing through your body um, was then observed by oneself, and one was afraid of it. I'm estimating I didn't live hundred years ago, but that's what I can sense, or maybe a little experience a little bit myself, right? Um, or uh, observing others, what goes through them, and to let that uh, say that was once, this is a a cultural, a a, a social structures that are not true, and to take time to auseinandersetzen, oh, what's that in English? (laughs) Yeah, to look, why is that even? Why was this brought to life? Why is this in our culture? Why is this in my experience? Why is this in my family or in my field of work, right? Um, You are an immigrant, so you also have that probably getting in, in, do I fit in? I had that when I was in America. Oh my God, I'm German. I have to, you know, I have the German accent. It gave me a lot of freedom to say a few things more because they said, I are you Germans, just say what you think. So I was allowed to be more open. That helped me being in another country. So when I came back to Germany to be more me, I really found myself in the US because 
there I, I felt I could open up and blossom. How was that for you? How do, did you feel the switch? Yeah. Or were you too young? Yeah, so I moved to the States when I was 10. Mm -hmm. So the first 10 years, I had a complete different culture that I was living. And it was interesting moving to the States because I had to learn English when I was 10. And it was a new language, a new culture, new people. And it took me probably, I want to say, six months to adapt to the new culture and nowadays after you know I've gone through all my awakening and and shedding my ego and peeling back the layers I started re realizing all of these cultural norms no matter what country we're living in where we are in the world they're just rules created by someone that we've all agreed to now follow and all of these rules, including you're supposed to dress a certain way, you're supposed to speak a certain way, you're supposed to eat a certain way, so many rules. And a lot of this work is getting rid of all of that rules and asking yourself, who made this up? And why do I have to follow this? And Every time I ask myself this question, I realize that I either learned these rules from childhood or I learned it from someone else or I just made it up in my own mind. Mm -hmm. And these are all the limitations that we have on showing our authentic selves because we have rules created around that. So once I let go of all of the rules even the ones I created for myself which I'm sure I still have certain programmings that are still running that I'm still clearing but the more I let go of that the more I'm able to just be who I am and be my authentic self and that's true freedom because people are you know looking for freedom they're working for financial freedom they're looking for time freedom location freedom and I hear this all the time that I'm working so hard. So later on, I can be free. That's a lot of people's mentality. But freedom is realizing that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything other than who you truly are. And it's a feeling that we can find from within. It's, you know, the financial time, location freedom. These are superficial forms of freedom. The true freedom is being present in this moment without any attachments to the past, without any expectations for the future. And you just let yourself be in this moment. And this is peace. This is freedom. And this is love. And everything happens in this present moment when our minds usually are either living in the past or making plans for the future. So anywhere but the present moment. So when you're truly present, we have to let go of the mind. And that's difficult, but it's it can be done. With practice, you let go of your mind more and more so that you just let yourself be and okay. let the universe work through you. But I want a tip from you. Give the listener a quick way they can let go of their mind. Hmm. To let go of the mind, you have to understand that the mind 
is an illusion that created itself. And all we have to do is be the observer of the mind. So when you're sitting in meditation, you're just observing your thoughts. You're not getting rid of your thoughts. You're not getting rid of your mind. You're just observing it. So once you stop identifying yourself with the mind and you remove yourself and just take a step back and look at all of the things that are going on without having to react to every single thought, that's how you let go of the mind and rise above it. Mm, so not to react to every single thought. That's a good one, a good way of explaining it. I like that. Thank you very much. Yeah, because it's important because the the biggest critic, right? We we on on your podcast we spoke a little bit about judgment, and uh, the biggest judgment we uh, put on someone is on ourselves, and we judge our thoughts. But our thoughts is really also, uh, especially for many healers or empaths, uh, knowing that they are it or not we so many other thoughts are taken in right we're so connected to the one mind they're not really always ours so we can maybe hear some and maybe they come to you because it is important for you to observe it and uh, transmute it or transform it auseinandersetzen um, my english today <laughs> yeah there is a there's a reason why why it comes and uh to say, oh, interesting, and why is it here, and what I can do, or you don't, you just let it flow by. And I, I like that, like in in a movie, and you just are the observer and see what it does with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's where discernment comes in, right? You get a thought in your head and ask yourself, is this true? Is this mine? Where did this come from? And the the ability to discern between where the thoughts are coming from or is it true, that ability will get you really far because in your soul, you have this deep knowing of what's true and what's not. And your mind is the thing that's making up the stories of, oh, this is real and this is not real. But these are just stories and belief systems that we've created. So I think discernment is asking your higher self and asking your soul that it does this resonate with me because your soul will have an answer for you yeah i like that does it resonate uh, with you because what what is so important i believe is to keep my vibration up and it's probably for you important to keep your vibration us and for the whole planet really as as humanity uh, to support to hold the vibration up so right we don't lower it the one that is already existing of nature and uh, so what can i do to raise mine and uh, there we come back right that's what you teach a lot to through nutrition through uh, exercise the one that is right for you that you are fit because as healers we have to be also fit to be more in a natural state to do the work we love to desire that the vibration is highest possible on a constant, not just when we go in uh, to meditation. So what is a good uh, fitness tip or nutrition tip you have for people? Yeah, so fitness and nutrition is interesting because everyone's body is different. And I would say just 
ask your intuition. Your intuition will tell you if this is the right thing for you or this isn't. And for me personally, I know I have certain food intolerances and my intuition will tell me if I look at a food, if I'm going to be intolerant to that or not. And I've tested this out. If my intuition is saying, don't eat that, and I eat it anyways, I normally end up with some sort of gut issues, stomach issues, pains, and that's how I know. So your intuition will always tell you what to eat and what not to eat, but I think most of the times we just don't listen and we go on the internet and we look for a diet, we look at what other people are doing, but it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Your body is different. Your needs are different. And what works for someone else might not work for you. Mm, I love that, that the, you know, the, the discernment, the, and that is a very normal thing for many. It is so hard to believe in our own uh, thoughts, uh, wisdom, truth, right? It comes so quietly and uh, there comes this judgment again not listening or even you know you, you think ah no it can't be or it should and it's um in a way a numbing to always go on to let's say the internet or newspaper and find what others are doing is it in a way also not to take is it fear a little bit to take responsibility on for your own life is it also maybe a responsibility uh, a fear of responsibility to be different than others right that you suddenly don't belong to someone so maybe you experience that probably often where do you belong you were torn out let's say a, a very sheltered what many people what you were longing for right this sheltered upbringing um, so you went into a trauma and then you decided no i'm going to become very very uh, courageous in fine-tuning myself and you went on a speedy <laughs> development or I don't know did you say bring it on <laughs> or something yeah you really did it very fast and on on top of it you became uh, a way shower for so many I mean you have so many listeners you have so many uh, followers it's beautiful to see how you inspire because of that so many to to take the time to sit with their fears to look at themselves listen to themselves see what to eat how to move their body and live more after their truth this is just fantastic <laughs> thank you so much how can people find you? Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram and my podcast. So my Instagram is at Maggie Dong underscore M-A-G-G-I-E-D-O-N-G underscore. And my podcast is called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. That's where we talk about the four areas of fitness. So the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and how that creates an embodiment of mind, body, and soul. Wonderful. Yes, it's so important that we all embody our truth, our wisdom, our knowledge, right? Shamanic, we, we talk about walking your knowledge. Everyone, reach out to Maggie. She's so approachable. Maybe you're the right person to be on her, her podcast to inspire 
others. And um, I'm so happy, Maggie, that you took your morning <laughs> to share yourself with my audience and be such an inspiration. So thank you very much for being on the Moving to Oneness show. Thank you. So everyone, be yourself. Even if you're going now through something really difficult, think about Maggie and see that there is a light out there. Do know you're not alone. You have many you can reach out to. You don't have to go through all of this uh, helpless. You got two wonderful beings right here. And I bet your surrounding, your environment has many others. Be courageous enough to ask and to share what you're going through. And that will also be a beautiful inspiration and for many others that you're helping with your work. So everyone, have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world. Bye bye. Thank you.